Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm living, laughing, loving. Live from I'm going to move a little bit closer to that mic. I felt like I was at rest. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm live from Boca. Um, I'm live from my bedroom. Yeah, it's, you know, how are you? You sleep in a bunk beds? There are bunk beds, but I'm sleeping in a bed. Okay. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with bunk beds. No, of course not. But I'm not sleeping in a bunk bed. Yeah, in college, I knew people who bunked their beds, and I was like, "This is so childish." In co- they the college them? experience is crazy to think we're just like dropped off at a school and then just with left. a random stranger, and then just like this is your roommate. I guess that is like a nice preparation for marriage and the rest of your life. Oh my god, yeah, that's true. That was terrifying in retrospect. I had some awful roommates, some good ones, but woof that first one. What a nut. He used to draw on our whiteboard a little picture of like a man masturbating as a new like, hey, just as an FYI, don't come in. And I was like, D- just lock the door. But I guess I had yeah, a key. Like, or like put like a sock on the door or something. Well, that means you're fucking. I think it means that you're just indisposed. Then my second roommate, I walked in on masturbating, but strangely, he was staring at a full body mirror of himself while he was doing it. And I thought. To love yourself that way. Wow. I could never. I could never. never. Um, Well, there's there's no real and just like that news. But I do want to say we're six days into the new year when we're recording this. mm -hmm. And I think I'm already done with 2023. Is it too early to call it a wrap? Wait, we were just talking about how much we loved 2023 yesterday. No, we we, were talking to someone else. We definitely were. What's good that's we happened? We were like, Barbie. Congress is in shambles. No, we were talking about like Barbies coming out. Jinchaz oh, that's getting, true. The crown's coming. The crown the is coming. The crown. Yeah. yeah. And just like that season two. Right. We literally. I guess I just like, woke up and was like reading about the news and was like, this country's fucked. <laughs> I've already so been on funny. one bad date this year. It's like, what's happening? Yeah, it's it's been tough. Maybe I'm just personally down bad. Yeah, I feel like I feel I'm like the you Kevin can turn McCarthy it around. Of my personal life. Can I? I think you can um, turn it around. I don't have the votes, as it were. Yeah, for the tenth. Time. Well, there's no real and just like that news. So, do you have okay. anything up top? Like people like us to chat. What are you up to? You're in both. I mean, Jen Shaw's being sentenced currently while we're recording this. Yes, when you guys hear this, we'll know how long Real Housewife of Salt Lake City, Jennifer Shaw, will be be in prison. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm in Boca. I'm just, like, living. I'm on vacation. There's a wedding this weekend. Do you have an an appropriate outfit? I do. You struggled in that area before. I do. It's black tie. Remember that time you were just like, I don't have a dress. And I was like, yeah, none of these are appropriate. Yeah, I've since learned. Um, I've Not since... to like get, look at your wardrobe 20 minutes before you have to leave. Now, I did have to mail some things to the house that I'm staying at because I was ill prepared. What do you, what do you mean? Well, they wouldn't come to my house in time before I left for my vacation. So I had oh, to mail got it. the house that I'm staying at. Oh, that's fine. I thought you meant like you mailed them instead of packing them in your suitcase. No, no, no. It's like that's really weird. No. Um. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about this episode. Well, let's get into it. This is season yeah. four, episode nine. The dreaded sex in the country. The dreaded. I don't even really want to talk about this. This episode, I don't think you guys are ready. I mean, Chris described it to me the other day as a bloodbath, this episode. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Absolutely. Of the podcast. Yeah. Not of the Red uh, Wedding of Sex in the City episode. No, no, of course. Game of Thrones reference, the show I've never seen. Yeah. No. It's um... only the first episode in the finale. So let's start with a little episode synopsis. 
Carrie faces the compromising position of visiting the country. Miranda deals with Steve's diagnosis. Charlotte walks in on Trey and Bunny. And Samantha is a very good friend. Such a good friend. Like the best of the best. You could, so, like, I would never. I would literally. I mean, I view going outside and being in the outdoors as basically torture. So mm-hmm. I would never go to the country. This lighting is tough on me. My eyes look right. sunken in. Well, you know, let's Sorry, focus on it was a little jarring. Vis- less visual, a bit more audio. Audio, okay. Sorry, I was staring at myself. Okay. And here's where I really struggled with this episode. Yeah. I love the theme of this episode, the idea mm-hmm. of compromise and what that looks like in a relationship, but also how much does that relate to compatibility? Love that. Yeah. Hate its execution. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You hate it? Hate it. So let's hear let's the monologue and then yeah. just start breaking this shit down. Three hours, two mosquitoes, and one too many vodka Kool-Aids later, I finally found an outlet for my computer, but not my frustration. Relationships, no matter how good, are inevitably a series of compromises. But how much of ourselves should we be willing to sacrifice for the other person before we stop being ourselves? In a relationship, when does the art of compromise become compromising? What do you think? I guess, where do you view compromise in a relationship? I obviously think it's so important, but I'm also someone that struggles with the idea of like how much is too much compromise. Are you easy at it? Are you, does it come easy to you compromise? Mm-hmm. It does. But then I, I'm also such a people pleaser that sometimes I'm, too, I get, do too much. When are you going to start be- pleasing me? Please. I feel, I feel like most of your life is defying me. Is it? pissing me off oh i didn't know that never got Um, any people pleasing you're constantly late i am always on time are you are you insane we can talk about that off off yeah yeah okay um but so i think sometimes with people pleasing it's you do you can do too much and then you can become resentful like, you compromise a little bit too much, and then you're like, okay, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I think... What do you feel? I mean, I feel like in my early 20s and my early relationships just in general, I was very willing to compromise, and almost to the extent of... I like mean, a I fault. think a lot about... To the, but I think a lot about the Christina Yang quote of, like, losing pieces of yourself. Oh, Yeah. And I feel like one of the, I mean, I will often show that monologue, Christine Yang's monologue to men who I'm starting to see and say like, here is kind of my past. And when she says like, I'm not doing that anymore, I'm, that is me. I'm not kidding. But now I've created so many boundaries and I'm like, now it's like, do I even remember what compromise looks like? I mean, it's one of the reasons essentially. Did you like overcorrect? I've definitely overly corrected. And, okay. But it's one of the reasons I enjoy being single. It's like, I don't even like compromising on what to have for dinner. Right. So the yeah. point where I'm like, no, we can just eat separately. I will tell, like, <laughs> I'm like, great. You go have your dinner. I'll have mine. And we'll just mm. meet in the middle. Okay. That's my version of compromise. You just don't <sighs> get to see me. And then that's not really a relationship. <laughs> no, it isn't. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. I'll meet you later. For drinks. For drink. <laughs> That's me. Okay. A uh, little bit about me. One of the things, although, that I was thinking about listening to this monologue, and I just always love to share this, mm-hmm. and it is from an unexpected person to bring up on this podcast, this superfluous nonsense. It's not Brene Brown. Okay, before I bring this person up, guys, I've heard loud and fucking clear 
How dare I not know Brene Brown's name? I'm getting texts, DMs. Who knew this? I didn't realize this woman was such a like, touchstone she's for everyone. A, she's a figure in the community. I also went back and listened to her, and she really doesn't sound anything like Nancy Grace. Okay. I think I more meant, um, who was Susie Orman of wellness? She's oh, like girlfriend, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah like, I didn't oh my Nancy God. Right, just like getting into it. That was Australian. That was crazy. But I, like the, the person I was hunter. going to bring up was Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. What about what about Hillary? And she has a great quote about when asked when she was asked about how she could stay with Bill, and she said, "I had to ask myself, did I still love him, and could I still be myself in this relationship?" Mm. And I think that that is what you should always ask yourself when compromising. Yes, we should all learn to compromise on small things. But I do think like we forget that there should be certain non-negotiables in Mm -hmm. relationships. And I think remaining yourself is really important. And as we've been watching, Carrie has to basically be a transformer when she's with Aiden. Well, and we'll get into it, but also with Big, right? At the beginning of their yeah. relationship. Oh, absolutely. So she's got to be careful on that. She does. So now that we've, um, you know, given our own Brene Brown talk about vulnerability and compromise, <laughs> let's get into this episode by breaking down the girls. So we've got Samantha. Yeah. And um, I, this... She really doesn't do too much in this episode. <laughs> she's just a yeah, comedic... I queen she's basically begins the episode by her whole thing is is that she's tired of men asking her what she's doing next weekend yeah she's sick of it she's sick of men wanting to make plans and i guess where i struggle with that as a premise is we've seen that if samantha has a good time with a man she's happy to sleep with him multiple times yeah like but this- she doesn't want set plans i don't know doesn't she I don't think she We've wants to think her too date, far in the future. Like she was, she was dating and calling up um, old boy last episode who was in his um, little onesie. No, no, coach. I think she's bound to sleep with them again. But I don't think she likes the idea of like having to think that far ahead in the future because she's like, what if I meet another guy in the next week and I want to hang out with him and not you? I'm not making these plans. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So no, that makes sense. I don't know. It just felt like such a slight... St- I guess I'm getting to the point where I'm like, we're nine episodes in. Where the fuck is Richard Wright? No, where is he? When are we getting to the heart of the I matter? Thought, I thought he came oh, in Oh, actually, it's two. next week. It's next oh, week. Oh, okay. But I also thought he came in like episode two. Yeah, no. It's... Like in my mind. Next week is Bells of the Ball, so we're getting her the difference between men and women. Yeah, And I think next week is her job interview with him where she cries in the elevator. So oh. he's coming. It's coming. The king is coming. <laughs> king Richard. <sighs> Fucking finally a man will be on this show. These clowns. Because we'll get to big later. Oh my god, a mess, a wreck. But speaking of being a great friend, she decides to follow Aiden out to follow Aiden. She yeah, was following Carrie. Carrie. And they're all following that doofus Aiden. And as you said, comedy, comedy, comedy. I comedy. just want to hear the introduction of young McDonald. Young McDonald, and yeah. How funny she is. Actually, I was wearing gloves at the time, but thanks for the shout-out. Is it hot in here, or is it just me? It isn't you. I'm preheating the oven. It couldn't be any hotter in here. Or could it? Who's the farmer with the delts? Young McDonald's? E-I-E-I-O. That's Luke Gilmore. Came out here from the city after the last big market crash. Doesn't say much. Kind of keeps to himself. So what does he do out here? Push-ups by the look of him. Oh, no. What are you up to, Sammy Joe? Honey, if we're going to bake us a pie, we're going to need us some milk. So I really appreciate that moment. I'm 
I do too. But I mean, she looks at Aiden. She's like, it's not you. You fucking. She fucking hates Aiden. Hates him. She hates him. She's like, her and Miranda are the, are the two that like really have Aiden's number. They're like, this is not going to work. No, I think actually Miranda's pretty on Aiden's side. I disagree. I think she thinks Aiden's like a good guy, but I think she knows that it's not the one. He's not the one for her. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely would view it as Miranda, I think, mostly due to her deep hatred of Big. Yeah. It's like really pulling for Aiden. Yeah. It, it, but if I had to pick of the scheme of all... This is a fun conversation, so we don't have to talk about this episode. I think Miranda would p- pick Burger. Okay. Charlotte would pick Aiden. Mm-hmm. And Samantha, actually, Samantha's like, just be single. Fuck all these dudes. But if yeah. she had to pick one, she would pick Big. Interesting. I and nobody's that. picking, sadly, Petrotsky. I was going to say, is anyone me. picking him? Um, I think I routinely like... they all hate him. I think they started out loving him. Charlotte was a big fan. I think once they got together and they go to that dinner party and he says, basically, I hate New York, they all want to spit in his face. Yeah, or when they ki- or when he kicked them out of the hallway. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> one of the most... Re- I was Petrotsky in that moment. Like, no, your drunk friends can't come in. Get them out of here. Yeah, so he's like, I'm making fucking art right now. I I'm can't making a light installation. Yeah. Like, I fucking work at Ikea. <sighs> but we have to talk about my favorite person on this episode is... Old Luke Gilmore. Now, somebody in that show is a Gilmore girl. Someone. There's no way you would name a character Luke, give him the last name Gilmore, and then make him farmy, mm-hmm. and it's not a reference to Luke Danes. And it, I think the season is, like, the first season, is when the first oh, Lord, season This is you again having out. no idea when this show aired. Season four is, like, 2000. That yes, you've we've heard you learn that on that podcast. As for the first several months, you were like, "We're still in 1998." I know. <laughs> yeah, but 2000 is when Gilmore Girls came out. Yeah, I definitely think this is. It's gotta be, or it's just a fun like coincidence. But I yeah. really love after they have sex and he just goes, "Ooh, that was good." It's just so like it's weird. Like, it's so weird. They make him seem like such a himbo, like someone who just like doesn't really talk that much is like hot as a farmer but i'm like he worked on wall street and i also hate how aiden's like after the market crash it's like shut the fuck well he definitely had a mental breakdown what do you know about the market crashing you know nothing no you own furniture store furniture store furniture store what did you think of the cow milking scene and it's kind of clear equivalent to hand jobs it was funny um you know, it was a little too like on the nose, but I, I, I guess it's fine. Also, I, I mean, I'll never be invited to the also, I'm not gonna, Great like, British Bake Off. But is it? Should you be baking with unpasteurized milk? No, I was just going to say that you're not gonna get such. I worked on a farm, and I had to did. milk. I had God, to your milk. Midwest is showing. <laughs> you live in Detroit. Where the fuck is there a farm? Everywhere. Is um, there? Yeah. And I would milk goats and cows and like you, there's so much that goes into it. Like you have to like strain it. And I don't think it's for like human consumption. We would feed them to like the baby goats and stuff. But wait, so you would milk cows and just use it as what kind of farm was this? What do you mean? Was this a petting zoo? No. What do you mean? Well, aren't farms i mean milk comes from cows but you're saying you just milked the cows to just feed to other animals yeah because you you have to milk the cows yeah but there was no point in which this farm which had cows on it was trying to get some milk for human consumption going no this was not a dairy farm what was the farm for it was why did they have a day camp and it was on a farm and i was a camp counselor you know, I've often since visiting Detroit said it's analogous to Baltimore, but now I'm like, no, these two this, cities this, have nothing to do with one this another. Is, this, t- this took place like 45 minutes outside of Detroit. This is like not Okay, okay. Close. It's not like I I'm in like, the where city. Where in Detroit City, next to that decrepit oh train God. station they're trying to get going? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. No. But anyway. Uh, let's get into Charlotte, Char Char. 
so they're being intentional about their sex schedule because they want to get pregnant. Charlotte is doing some interesting movements on the bed, which is turning Trey on. He's juicy. Mm -hmm. And they decide to have sex in Connecticut, which they make a joke like, oh, people in Connecticut, they don't have sex. And I was like, can you two shut up? I don't know. (laughs) Everything in this episode was driving me insane. Yeah, I'm really surprised that you don't, you're not more into this Trey and Charlotte. But then, so we, Bunny's there. We find out about Bunny's, Lily's, were they Lily's? Orchids. Orchids, right. Yeah, sorry. Mm, The Orchid show. Um, Which sounds like a nightmare. I, I don't remember the name she says, but one of the great things I do think Sex of the City does is waspy names. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Gilmore Girls also does that really well. Like every one of Emily's friends has just an amazing name. Waspy name, yeah. But then Charlotte is really annoyed that Trey has told Bunny they're trying. And I just thought, isn't that normal to tell your the grandparent yeah. of the like I just felt like Charlotte why are you so annoyed by this that's really normal and Bunny's actually quite supportive and nice but I didn't maybe saying I'm gonna give you this I, I mean look it's a little weird to say yeah. here's a gift because you're giving me the ultimate gift yeah but like grandparents are weird I think it's maybe stressful because it's like well if you're not getting pregnant as but I don't know that and they're at the point know, yet. And people know that you're trying. It's like, yeah. maybe they're going to ask about it. I think if we I were in know. an episode or two in which when we find out Charlotte's um, fertility issues mm-hmm. and then it had been paired with that, I could see her being upset. But this still seems like they have hope and optimism. And so it's normal in a moment of excitement, I'm sure, to share with your parent. Yeah, be like, oh, oh Charlotte and I are fine. Charlotte and I are back together. We've decided to try. Mm-hmm. Also, she's gonna know when she comes over and realizes, oh, there's a whole ass nursery room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe Charlotte's just like very private. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt. I thought it was like, weird. I, I totally Charlotte, agree. That's with annoying. You. In the list of things <laughs> Bunny has done, I didn't think that giving her an orchid in return for a child is that bad. Although when you yeah. say it out loud like that. You know, it's, it's a weird thing to do, but... But then look, Bunny look, really look. does take us for a loop, Trey. When Charlotte's coming in, she's stripping from her tennis clothing and is like, get out here and do me. Yeah. And we enter in on Trey looking the most magoo he's ever looked. <laughs> but Bunny's plopped up on the toilet with a martini in hand, I believe, and a cigarette. Yes. Just scrubbing him down. And Trey... Well, she... Okay, she's not bathing him. He's bathing himself. You don't think that she grabbed that sponge N- at some point? No. Bunny's not wetting her hands. Bunny doesn't... You know. Yeah. Bunny's not but doing the that. the problem I really had upon... Because in my memory with this okay. scene is, be, is almost Trey's recounting of it, where he says, like, Oh, mother is like sitting there and mm-hmm. I am bathing. No, she is not in a chair across the room. This is a grown She's... man. There are not enough bubbles no. in that bath. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, and she's basically sitting at she's not sitting at his eye like where his head is with her yeah. face forward. She is literally staring directly at Bird's eye view. Yeah. It is so upsetting. And there's, like you said, there's no bubbles. It's clear. There's no as bubbles. Day. It would be almost one thing if he was ass up. Oh. <laughs> but it's just like his flaccid his little dick. shriveled up dick is just right there. I know. And Charlotte's mortified. She's disgusted by this. And honestly, I get it. I would. Look at how weird he is. Like, he's literally just turned his head. And it's also... just like, hey, he looks like us on this podcast. Like, hey, Shasha. <laughs> hey, girl. Yeah, it's, you know, that would be really alarming. If I walked in on Danny and that was happening, I would be like, what the fuck is going on? It's not just we, and then, well, let's hear their conversation after, and then I want to bring something else up. Okay. There you are. What are you doing in here? What were you doing up there? Up where? What, What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? Your mother was watching you bathe. 
Char- she was not watching me bathe. We were having a conversation while I was in the bath. Well, I don't know how you were brought up, but that is not acceptable parent-child bath time behavior past the age of five, even four in some cases. And if you think that I'm bringing a child into that, that I will be that kind of mother, then you better think again. She may have raised you like that, but I am not your mother. I was raised by a woman named Ava Neal. She was my nanny. I don't remember ever seeing my mother, ever, except after her tennis lesson and before the cocktail hour when she would draw me a bath and she would tell me how she spent her day. So I know, I have always known that you could never, ever be that kind of mother. It's my ovaries. I'm ovulating. <laughs> okay, but I have to get in the right position. All right. So just wait, stop, not, wait, not like that. I have to get my legs up. And then it's they fucked no, all the orchids. This is not a good enough description. This is not a good enough reason. No. For what is happening here. This is no. madness. Madness. Out of control. But so okay. Charlotte says that's not appropriate behavior for a five year five year old four, even in some cultures or whatever she says. I think you should still be bathing your kids at that age, shouldn't you? Absolutely. And then I Googled it and it says you stop around seven. I was like, what is Charlotte thinking? I think it's well. When then did I can't start really taking remember. showers? Because I, I remember think... that like very clearly. I was like, I'm done with baths. I'm gonna take a shower. Was that yeah. around seven or eight? I feel like it might have been. I just four or five feels still like you're in a bath. It's so little. You shouldn't <laughs> leave your kids alone. I saw tub. a four year old recently, and I was like, I think she's still getting some help. I saw a four-year-old last night, and while he did put a puzzle together all on his own, I would never trust him in the tub by himself. Or just be like, okay, now it's time for you to shower alone. Yeah. And and you can properly clean your body. Right. I feel like I know a lot of men who still can't properly clean their body. Also, why is Trey taking a whole ass bath? I don't really know. That was his another bath thing. routine. His bath routine also seems lame as fuck. He doesn't have any bubbles going. I didn't see any. Scrubs. Not a candle. I didn't see candles, moisturizers. I didn't have a. I didn't see. It a was book a going. basic ass bath. He didn't have any. He didn't have any music. It was. He had bunny. That was it. <laughs> it's just like it's upsetting. If you're gonna waste. If you're gonna waste the time to draw a bath, mm-hmm. get there's gotta going. be bubbles. There's gotta be candles. There's gotta be soaps and sponges and. Gels. Have some salts and just mm-hmm. soak bath bombs. Yeah, <laughs> get a bath bomb. A soundtrack. Something. I, I, I mean, that it was also daytime. <laughs> it was like three in the afternoon. <laughs> Again, and which was also a shock. <laughs> I've taken a bath at three in the afternoon, but it's to really get into my own body and relax. That's what I do too. I like to it's soak. Madness. I don't yeah. really get what he's up to there. Um, and I have to say, I thought the ba- the bathroom was also kind of janky for like a nice it was, house. It was a dreary site. They need to like renovate. Absolutely, we need a fl- a fixer upper. All right, let's get into Miranda. Yeah. What did you think of this whole storyline? Kind of in general, as this introduction to Steve's testicular cancer. I love, I love it. the opening. I do too. It's so funny. It's so good. It's like, it's so her. Like when she's like, oh, is he still in love with me? But can I <laughs> and just Aiden say, was like, ma'am, he has cancer. He has a mother. I believe eight, Steve has brothers. We see one later in the show, I think, at the christening. Why was Miranda his emergency contact? They didn't date that long. I don't think he trusts that family to help him with nothing. He didn't. They dated for what felt like six months. Her yeah, his emergency contact. The, he was like really deeply invested in their relationship. I don't think Miranda knew he was her emergency contact. Absolutely this not. <laughs> Absolutely not. This man is, he is a child. Like people yeah. are like, oh my God, Miranda. Why doesn't Miranda want to fuck Steven and just like that? You know why she doesn't want to fuck him? Because of shit like this. Right. He's exactly. a child. And also Aiden, can he's like, oh, I think you should call Steve. Then he's like, well, just as an FYI, Steve has testicular cancer. Can you not keep, can you keep his business secret? His HIPAA, bitch. 
well, he is not a doctor. Yeah, but <laughs> like, you, think... you shouldn't be disclosing that type of information. But I think he was a little taken aback by um. Well, he's Miranda's kind of like, like you think you you think you're yeah. such hot shit, Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't he have just been like, I think you just need to call her. But the minute she's like, he must still love me because of Jessica. He's like, ah, you think you're flabby ass. I had to pick up off the floor as anything. Steve has cancer and he's dying, you dumb asshole. And Carrie's just like, oh, no. Carrie doesn't yeah. seem to care. She's like, oh, well, that's like, gotta go. Gotta. It was so funny. It really. And then when she's meeting with him and he's such a fucking Well, Let's hear that. And then yeah. up the story. Okay. No big deal. The doctor said very trendy now. Lance Armstrong had it, the Drew Barrymore guy. Everybody's getting it. It's the TiVo of cancers. That's right. It's all big deal. You just gotta get in there and snip one of those guys out of there, and that's it. I'm done. Good. So then it's stage one, right? I looked it up on the net. Yeah, I guess so. You guess so? You don't know? Well, sure, I mean, stage one, you have the operation. No, stage one, the cancer hasn't spread to the lymph nodes, has it? Your doctor gave you an ultrasound, right? A CAT scan? You know, I mean, I turned my head, I coughed, I poked around a little. Who the hell is this doctor? Has he got a storefront outside Port Authority? No, he's nice. I got him through my HMO. Oh, well, then he must be good. Steve, look... I uh, talked to some guys in my office who've been through oh, this. Geez, Don't Miranda. worry, I used a pseudonym. They gave me the name of a specialist at Beth Israel who I... I... Miranda, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything. I I have a doctor. It's no big deal. Will you stop saying that? It is a big deal. This isn't your crazy yellow toenail, Steve. This is cancer. And the longer you wait to find out what's going on, the longer we even sit here having this conversation, the more likely it is that the cancer will spread and that you will die. It is a big fucking deal. I know that the scenes about his testicular cancer and Mm -hmm. her being aggressive and making him cry, but I'm so disgusted by the image of his crazy yellow toenail. This man is so vile. I just want to go through the list of things that this man has done. Okay. He has left his shit stains in his underwear for her to clean. He has claimed to he was going to win a million dollars, bounced a ball all over her apartment, including her Ralph Lauren paint painted walls. Yeah, yelled at her about it. Yelled at her, broke up with her because she's successful. And had a ma- yellow suit that matched his big ass crazy yellow toenail. <laughs> what is going? What is? I really don't understand what the appeal of this man is. You know how hard I like rode for him. The f- I am embarrassed. <laughs> Mike down. Sorry, guys. Sam, would you like to continue? Yeah, I rode so hard for him, and now I look back, I'm embarrassed. I'm you mortified. It's embarrassing. He's so. How does he get through day-to-day life? How is he going to keep the books on his bar? Like, who's no, helping you, this man? You watched, you're watching Friends right now, right? At some yes. speed. Yeah. So it's kind of like how Joey Tribbiani at the beginning of the show was like a Lothario and kind of stupid. Yeah. By the end of the show, you really have to wonder, like, how does this man, like, tie his own shoes? And he that doesn't. He wears began. Velcros. Like, Steve is not right. He's not well it's not smart. And it's I, not funny. And what I want to say is, is I the love the performance of David Eigenberg. He and I think David Eigen. I think Steve is cute. I can see why someone would look at him and go, "Oh yeah, I'd like to like get some going with him." Famously, Michael Patrick King shared in the DVD commentary to the first movie that Steve has a nine-inch dick. I believe that. So I understand physically thing. where. Oh, that thing is thangin'. <laughs> so I understand his physical appeal, but once you get to know him, yeah, 
And if you can even get over the accent, like once you see him, you're like, ooh, something's going. Oh, did he even remember the first time they met? And I will say his accent work was a little bit more normal back then. But remember, he was an asshole even the first time they met. Like, please. It was like, sir, just go get my yeah. glass of wine and get out of here. My friend just tried to not hang out with me because for some fucking veal with her asshole boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he's reading yeah. like Art of a Bart. Oh, God. And a crazy toenail. sick sick and also she's just like this is cancer why are you acting like this can we also talk about he was diagnosed from cancer without seemingly any tests he's like yeah i like he grabbed my balls i coughed i'm like Mm -hmm. that there should have did anyone run any tests sir Uh, and also why i mean is an hmo bad Honestly, I bet the fiction, perhaps fictional Steve's brother gave him that test. Uh, probably, Steve probably did it. And I want to be clear, guys, if Steve doesn't have a brother, you don't need to DM me. No. Like, if I'm actually thinking of his cousin, <laughs> don't DM me and say, like, oh, that was his cousin. I was actually, like, he I don't need He doesn't strike it. me as someone with siblings. Like, I, I, I'm good. No, I think, I, I think he does have siblings because when she when his mom is telling at the wedding Mm -hmm. at their wedding and is telling Miranda about their, her wedding, she says Mm -hmm. she was pregnant with another little boy. Oh, like she, she, and she says, I was like, I was wearing white on the inside outside, but on the inside, I was little Johnny or something. Yeah. So he does have a brother. So you know what? You can DM me that I was right. Mm hmm. What did you think of the whole egg roll moment? Oh, when like he, he snapped at her. Roll. Yeah. Um, I thought you, he needs to shut the fuck up. Um, I was actually going to be on Steve's side there. I thought no. I, I I liked that moment where he says, "I'm lucky if I get a fucking is, spring roll." This woman is helping you. Just eat the spring roll is what you're saying. Eat the fucking spring roll. Yeah. Without her, yeah. you would Maybe have right. nothing. Without her, you wouldn't have the bar, Steve. You wouldn't, wouldn't have. Remember when, he, remember when he was sleeping on her couch and he had the audacity to stay out all night fucking another woman and then that would gave Mar- gave that woman Miranda's phone number. Yeah. Sick. Demented. He's a dementor. You all are riding for. We need and all that that's there needs to be a Steve. i was that girl although you fell into some of that nonsense during i just sure like did i sure did and now you know what he couldn't even finger her in the kitchen che Diaz for life it's <laughs> che for life che for life so miranda is there and when he wakes up from surgery he I love Cynthia Nixon. I find her compassionate acting here when she's like, here, let me get you another pillow. Or she says something in this kind of weird voice. It reminded me again of that play acting she did when I don't watch Lifetime television for women. It's like sometimes she just gets into some stuff that doesn't feel as natural as the rest of her work. Mm -hmm. But I really appreciate this as a nice setup to, I think they're going to fuck next episode and then she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. Spoiler and, alert. Yeah. I just want to say one quick thing about Sex in the City and pregnancy. I really appreciate that in both Miranda and Charlotte's case, it isn't about their age that stops them from getting, that they present another idea of yes. fertility-wise, that it's not just like, I'm old. Like, mm-hmm. Miranda has, they both have fertility issues outside of their age. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and even I feel like in, I think the episode's called Catch 38 in season six, where Miranda, uh, no, it, it's, it's Carrie, right? Who's thinking about, mm-hmm. she knows, she finds out that Petrotsky is snipped. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's is, like, I have to decide. But at no point in that episode is she basically like, well, time may have made this decision for me. Yeah, Never. Like that, I appreciate the idea that they never make it about age. And even in the second movie, they're kind of like those people who are kind of rude at the wedding. Like, so it's just you two. Mm-hmm. They're never like, because I, if I saw people of Big and Carrie's age at that point, I wouldn't be asking them like, so where are the kids at? Yeah. 
I feel like I think they've made a pretty intentional choice. Decision, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I really like that age isn't this big looming threat in the show mm-hmm. with the exception of charlotte who will occasionally a little say, bit yeah because yeah. she's just like i want to get married like i want to but do... that feels true of charlotte yeah yeah rather than the show constantly like oh my god this 35 year old woman thinks she can get pregnant lols yeah well let's get into carrie okay well we've reached it he <sighs> sings his little sing-songy moment you want to say it no, look, I thought it went on for a lot longer than it does. In my memory, he's singing for the entire scene. It's <laughs> no. so, like he fucking, oh, Carrie comes out of that closet and he's like, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's really just like one moment. Of, yeah, it's one little sentence. Come on, little girl. Something like he's so gross. Like, he even does like a little head gesture. He's like bobbing. Yeah, he's t- he, he does, does a, a lot jig. of disgusting things in this episode. Oh, but we'll get to top that. of the list almost is come up to the country woman. <laughs> and she's like, who even is that Johnny Cash? It's, like, what it's, is his impersonation? It's disgusting. And Joaquin when he hands Phoenix, her that photo, when he hands her that photo, first the of all, look she you can see her go into like black. Like she just is like what. And can we talk about that for a moment? He's yeah. first of all, I didn't care for how he's like laying on her bed like a child. Get out! Carrie is clearly getting ready to leave, and mm-hmm. he's so at rest in her home in a way that disgusts me. Disgusting. And he's he just, just thinks at, he lives there. He's pulled out a big ass box. Did of, he like, bring photos. that box with him to her house? Go home. Go watch your dog. Get a photo album. Get a fucking iPhone, you dumb fuck. I'm so tired of him. I don't know what I would do if someone came over to my apartment, put their feet on my pillows, and put a box of photos. That's a no. And I know Carrie pisses that bed later, but truly him splayed out was the most disgusting thing I've seen happen in that bed. With his feet on her pillows? Ugh. Yeah, it was really upsetting. And she clearly doesn't want to go. No. Absolutely she's not. coerced into going mm-hmm. and she sits at the table at brunch and i thought this was really interesting is because she was telling the girls about it and she was like you guys this is i'm going to a dark dingy cabin in the she world. is ramona singer at this literally she's <laughs> she, she wanted to Heather order Thompson's. ac yes yes she's disgusted <laughs> she's like is this the garage um and Miranda's like, why do you have to like change for him? Basically. Like, well, then this Miranda, is so not you. But then we get a line from Miranda that, and shout out to my dear friend Keeks. She and I will say to one another, Abu Dhabi do a fair amount because it feels so out of place for Miranda. We got a lot of Abu Dhabi do. But Miranda says, you better take some buffer and to suffer and She's it is a pun, the worst joke in the maybe the history of this show and we've heard or we're going to hear it let's get maui'd and lawrence and my labia i'll yeah. never not bring that's it up oh, actually, yeah, actually that's that was pretty one. good that's pretty good I, I gotta give him that but also miranda's just not a punny girl like she's just no. not someone that puns that's often. a carry line yeah. And I need these writers to keep their eyes on that. Like, don't give Carrie lines to Miranda. No, no, no. I don't want to see Charlotte doing a Samantha Charlotte. line. No, no. I don't want to see Che doing an LTW line and then just like that. Like, I gotta <laughs> keep these things straight. Yeah. So they get there. The home is... Okay, can I just say, why does Aiden live in New York City? That's a great question. You can have a furniture company anywhere. This is so upsetting to me, this country home. It's it's not giving anything. But I will say, when Carrie saw that squirrel, it was giving comedy. And I do need to hear that. Yeah. I was trapped in a cabin that was outdated even by Civil War standards when I could have been out cocktailing and sample sailing. Right there. Oh. Uh. Yeah, that's my squirrel. 
I've been sneaking little nuts out there and hoping he'd come make friends, and he did. You can't be friends with a squirrel. A squirrel is just a rat with a cuter outfit. Oh, is that right? That's my squirrel. Any more Wild Kingdom surprises I should know about? Oh, let's see. Just a... <laughs> this man is so fucking Hours later, we discovered one oh. satisfying <laughs> way to pass the time in the country. Just not enough time. There I was, miles from home, hours from sleep, with no one to talk to, nowhere to go, and nothing to do except... Now, can I, I don't want to hear from you people about us talking through the clip because we thought the clip was over. Yeah. Sorry. I have to tell you, I forgot he did that noise. When I put on this episode, I did not expect him to neigh and or can howl. I just say, what noise is that? An elephant? Elephants don't live in the woods, Aiden. They, I've never heard that sound in the woods. I thought it was an elephant. <laughs> I, it was insane. It was like a howl. It was a jackal. Um, I hated him. I hate him. And I loved him. Remember? You did. I have really ruined Steve and Aiden for you. Because you just hold a mirror up to them in a way that I just never was I'm able just pointing to. out what's right in front of you. Right. You're right. I'm not making up the behavior of these two. No. Men. You're simply just pointing it out. And I love like, that I say men the like they're real people walking they through are. the world harming. There are men women. like this walking through the world. That's the problem. What kind of woman and I am, with any self-respect I am would, sick. would lay it down and bust it wide open for a man who just made that noise? Also, why the fuck is he going to bed so early? If and you... why doesn't this house have insulation? Why doesn't this house have proper... This is This is not up to code. <laughs> not up to code. Not it's like the Seven Eleven never near my work that I tried to go it's to, and it said simply closed shambles. because they don't have a food, a food right. license. Right. Like this, this is upsetting. It's deeply upsetting. Can we? You're so right. He has dragged her to the woods mm-hmm. and goes to bed at what looked like eight p.m. Eight p.m. The time was eight o'clock, and in the summertime, you have to remember it doesn't. The sun doesn't set until like ten ten thirty. Sam, so the house didn't have running water. I know. How did she make the Kool-Aid, though? Because she says, is it, it oh, put my in the God, hot is water. She, is she tank. just mixing water, the Kool-Aid packets and vodka? You know it. You know it's well water. No shade to anybody. Well, no, because she well. says later she couldn't shower because there is no water. She says she had to leave the house because she's dehydrated. But he said he put in a hot water tank. I don't think it's working. I think he put it in in between of those two trips. So the first trip, without Samantha, there is no water there. Because she goes, she goes to the, uh, like, she goes to the uh, convenience or the little drive-thru. And she's on the phone with Charlotte and says something akin to, I couldn't take a shower this morning because there's no water. I finally had to leave because I was dehydrating. There is no water in that home. This you is a life flush a toilet. This is honestly, like you've said, this is abuse. I'm sorry. This is crazy. I He's dragging this no... woman in that dingy old truck. What is this, Nell? Where is Pete? <laughs> oh, Pete? We have to start handling Pete the way we handle like children on sitcoms. Pete They're, is going to come and go. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> he's gone. We, You're going to the woods as a dog owner. Bring your dog. Why right. wouldn't you bring Pete? Because there's no water. So I think they bought like bucket, like a bottles of water. Carrie used them to make vodka Kool-Aids. Woke up the next day and was like, I'm hungover, dehydrated. I need a fucking strawberry shake. Of me. She's like me when I wake up hungover and like, I got to get to McDonald's for a phone. Immediately. <sighs> there's no water in that And you know home. what's really, really annoying is like, Aiden? he's not aware of how horrible this place is. Like, I wish that he had some fucking sense and was like, listen, I know that it's not, you know, the Ritz. Hell, it's not even a Red Roof Inn. But, it's not a Motel 6. But it's I'm not an Airbnb. But I'm working on it. It's He thinks this is like the Mecca. It's disgusting. So she then, and this is one time where I really hated Charlotte. Because Charlotte is like, you need to get in there and like... Hang out with them, girlfriend. She's also Susie Orman. 
And so Carrie throws on her overalls once again. And this very much reminded me of the Carrie we heard in season one when she talks about her cute voice and her cute outfits and how she tries to walk around and play in Big's world. Well, now she's trying to play in this man's world. But you know what? She's not getting a nice apartment and good food. She he. In what world would you think Carrie Bradshaw wants to what look like just move logs around? What and is going the, on at this house? And the way that he was like eyeing her down while she was struggling in the mud was very villainous. Help her. Help her. He was like not helping her up. She's literally a tiny little tot. You could throw her in your pocket and he's not helping her. It's insane. So I got to get out of here. I have a meeting. Oh. And I have written here no less than 18 times. I don't know how it took me so long to recognize that Carrie lies to Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> she hates him. That poor man. <laughs> she hates him. Hates. hates so she him. lies to him and says she has a meeting. But really she yeah. goes back and has dinner with Big. And talk about trigger warning. Because Big is also acting the fuck up in this episode. <laughs> Carrie is going through it with these men. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> She's sitting there trying to enjoy her steak and her glass of red wine or whatever mm. they were having. In an air-conditioned building. He's giving everything Big is supposed to give. Yes, he's giving Big. But then... Then he mentions Willow Summers and thinks it is appropriate to detail taking off her no. panties no. and, like, lifting no. her up. Like, sir, you shouldn't say that to a dear friend. No, absolutely not it was so i felt so bad for her she's like i literally just left hell and now i'm back in this she's like and he's literally like thong he sounded he's like not to bring it up he sounded a little bit like donald trump yeah the way he was talking i was very good good stuff i fucked her on the couch i'm like can you chill he's like i lift her up i'm like oh my god and then she's talking about how he has she has a weakness for men with green eyes big doesn't have green eyes he doesn't i don't think he does i think he's got you know some hazel hazel eyes so i don't know but it's not that whole thing but i did want to ask you who do you think the irl equivalent for willow summers is right now like at the movie star yeah, like I was kind of, I almost wished they had just picked a real life person. Willow Summers. She looked a um, bit like Ashley Judd on that movie poster. She did. I think, who do you think? I don't know. So she's a movie star who can act a little and wears bad things on the red carpet, according to Carrie. We're not getting that Jennifer many Lawrence. stars. No, because Jennifer Lawrence can act. That's true. She is a great actress. I love yeah. her causeway. Yeah. Um maybe somebody in those Marvels, Scarlett Johansson? Yes. I would say that. Yeah. She's not a great actress. <sighs> I loved her in the movie Her where she just spoke. She can use her voice well. I just don't <laughs> want to see her body. Yeah, she's just it's tough. Famously Joan Rivers said of her on Broadway, she was playing Maggie the Cat. She's pigeon-toed. Yeah. So, so Carrie has to go back to that house of horrors. Literally. And she decides to, for some reason, she decides she wants to bake a pie in a home with no AC. Girl. And make crust. <laughs> like, what is happening? She's making Karen, wrong move after wrong move. She's trying I to be do domestic. Love that she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, the fact that she's like, okay, I've made the crust. Now I'm going to cut the apples. And yeah. again, I'm not a baker, but that does seem like one of the things you would do first. It is. Okay. And also, to bake a pie, you know what ingredients you need, and she doesn't have milk. Um, do you need milk to bake a pie? An apple well, pie? Well, if she's already made the crust, the crust I don't really I know I feel like milk. she doesn't need milk. So, and it was a store-bought crust. I've got to imagine she she's not rolling the dough. <laughs> no, herself. But so she sees a squirrel again, gives a classic Sarah Jessica Parker scream, and then finally can admit that she hates it there. And this is where, to your point, I really get fucking mad at Aiden. First of all, he walks in and is so dismissive of like, I've been working all day, sir shut the fuck up 
Yeah, you should be working. This house is in You shambles. made you brought me to this house of horrors. This mm-hmm. this West Craven film. I don't want to be here. Right. And so he's finally like, oh, maybe I'll help you with this. She burns herself and he's like, Can you calm down? Horrible. And then once she admits it, he says, I know. And it's like, well, then why were you waiting for me to tell you I hate it here? Because he wants to punish her over and over and over again. I can't do it with this man. I really can't. That rip in his t-shirt was making me sick. (laughs) Yeah, they hate each other. I'm down bad. I need this man off this show. I can't do one more episode. I mean, it's coming. No, it's not. We have we have like twelve more episodes with him. What? Twelve? I don't think he leaves until like two episodes before the finale, and this is like, and the season's like eighteen episodes long. We're all in that hut with with Carrie right now, dealing with him. But then they find a route to compromise, and I will say, watching this and hearing compromise and thinking about it, I couldn't get that Maroon Five song stuck out, out of my head. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise. <laughs> so this whole episode, I was disgusted. I was just like that in my head. I was looking at Aiden in his ripped T-shirt. That fucking squirrel wouldn't have coming in and out. <laughs> now you're right. I'm worried about dog abuse. Where's Pete? Where's Pete? Justice for Pete. Did you like where they ultimately ended that Carrie can come and go as she pleases? Yeah, and she'll never be back. Let's be very clear. Well, we know she will because we have to suffer through another trip up there. Oh, that is true. In like three episodes. Yeah, you're right. We're back at and that And somehow hellhole. in my head, I conflated the two. So the whole episode, I was also thinking, when is Big coming? Two episodes, maybe? Yeah, it's just two episodes later. I thought that we only go to suffer once. So I kept trying to think, I know Samantha has to be there, but isn't Big supposed to arrive at some point? But I do like, and I do like that second episode a lot more. At least I have my memory of it. Yeah, because it's less focused on like how disgusting it is there. Uh, Yeah. And I do just want to point out, I really... As much as I hated our time in Suffern, I really don't love the kind of end of the episode beat of like city girls or just country girls with better outfits. It's like, Carrie, you look fucking crazy most of the time. Yeah. And like, also, honestly, yeah, some of your best looks were when you were just in overalls in the mud. Yeah. So true. Uh, but they're once again sponsored by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the fashion in this one? I actually loved it. Well, I you loved... do get your the Vivian Westwood skirt. Yes, one of my favorite looks. I also am obsessed with the pink uh, blouse pant combo that Samantha wears that she ties up with her little blue cowgirl hat. I, I um, loved it before she put that fedora, that blue I loved cowboy that hat. fedora on. I loved that hat. It was giving. Um, it just wasn't what sexy. Do you think? It looked like she was trying to sex her outfit up. Like she was like, I'm going to like tie it up, show some abs. Yeah, but she wanted and to be country. Then she, she was like, now I'm going to put on this ugly ass fedora. I thought that was Carrie's fedora, honestly. No, it was giving Samantha. Oh, well. But no, I thought Carrie looked adorable in her overalls. That was the main thing I wrote. Yeah, she did look really cute. I like when her hair, I mean, I love when it's curly, obviously, but I like when it's straight and styled the way that it is. Yeah. And then in terms of men, we've got Big, Aiden, Steve, Trey, Farmer, Luke, and Stud, as he was written up on IMDb. (laughs) I'm going to go with Young McDonald. I'm going with Young McDonald. Uh, You know, Big, I would typically give it to because you know I love him. But he just wasn't giving it. The last thing before we rate it, I wanted to point out is, is that I this episode is also very much giving me Sex in the City 2, the kind of idea of compromise and how Carrie is considers herself this crazy city girl who wants to be mm-hmm. out. And Big can fulfill that for her in this episode. But by season, by movie two, he's getting a little old and wants to be indoors. And I just thought about this idea of compromise there and interesting that in that Aiden is a part of both ep- stories that relate to compromise and looking mm-hmm. for another person. So yeah. they're always in a weird uh, triumphant, those, th- well, not anymore, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Franklin and Aiden really vying oh, for Carrie's heart. Oh, Talk, is she, 
I swear to God, if this bitch, if Ms. Bradshaw in season two of And Just Like That puts me through the ringer of having to, oh, who should I choose? Hot producer Franklin or Bumpkin Aiden? <laughs> Ma'am, you don't like this man. No, I'm not doing we need to stop pretending anymore. that she does. What would you give this out of 10? An eight. <sighs> Just because it gave us so much. It did give us a lot, but I, on, okay, as an episode of Sex and the City, I will give it a seven. As an exercise of torture, I have to give it a one. Because, like, I really hate this. It was not fun for me to watch, but it is a great episode of the show. But it is truly my personal hell. Yeah. Like, identifying, if I had to live in that house. I, the sweat box. Oh, that modern, that old ramshackle in the woods. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 4, Episode 10, Bells of the Balls. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at Lewis 1219 Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Takersoft on Twitter. All right. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.